0: Hey guys, before we get to the show, go ahead and click subscribe. This way, when you're subscribed to this podcast, every time we have a new episode come out, you'll get notified right away and you'll be listening to a bunch of money-making, game-changing information to grow your business. So go ahead, click subscribe, and enjoy the show. Thanks. All right, we're recording.
1: This is the Fitness Business University podcast. This is Tom Langton. I'm here with Vince Gabriel. If it sounds a little funny, it's because we are driving in Vince's F-150 right now. This is the second podcast we're recording in Wait, the car. It's my Ferrari, Tom. Yeah, your Ferrari. This is this is the F one fifty. We're cruising right now. We're somewhere in the middle of Connecticut, right by uh, Sacred Heart University. The pioneers. We just stopped and got a cup of coffee, and and we were talking and we were trying to figure out. It's funny because we were trying to get clarity on a podcast topic, and we decided the topic should be clarity, and and that's one thing I think. You know, we've done a how many episodes? What, what episode is this? Do you it's know? Over fifty. Over 50 episodes, and I think sometimes it can get overwhelming. And and you know that's one of the big questions we get from business owners, and is where should you focus? Like how do you how do you how do you find clarity in, in knowing where to put your attention? Because sometimes it feels like the walls are caving in, and you have so many problems. So so let's 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 get into it a little bit. Is like what is the best way for a business owner to get clarity? Like how do you, how do you go about doing that?
0: So last week we had our mastermind. And I, I think it, it gets marked down as one of the best mastermind meetings that we've ever had. Like, it was, like, groundbreaking. Some of now, are you saying
1: the, gets, you're one of the best ones
0: you've ever been to? Because you've been
1: doing this for years. or I,
0: I think one of the best ones that, that in, in the history of FBU... Okay. Um, in the history of me being a part of a mastermind, I thought it was the best. So, but there was... I mean, I spent the first part of the day... Um, helping everyone create a brand script which essentially helps people get clarity on their marketing message right so we spent an entire day round tables, workshop workbooks partners that kind of stuff then I had a speaker come and blow the doors off for three hours about mindset and the entrepreneur mindset right. then in the next morning I had One of our members, Joe Hashi, come in and do a three-hour presentation on joint ventures. That was like—I mean—the amount of questions. You guys can tell a good, um, a good presentation when um, there's a lot of questions, right? Yep. And like, it was amazing the job he did. And so now here we are—you know—a day and a half into all of this information, and I could see the excitement, but I can see. The fear on their faces of like, how the hell am I gonna do all this stuff? How the hell am I gonna implement all this? I have all this great information. I still have all the things going on at my gym back home, and there, and you could almost see that there was a little bit of shift towards more of um, this this overwhelm versus op- optimism and excitement. Right. And that is when I snap right into the clarity portion of the mastermind. And, you know, all of those great things that they're going to learn will be with them because we record all the stuff and, you know, they'll have access to it. But we snapped right into what is going to bring them clarity and focus. And I think that is those two words, clarity and focus, are... Very very big needs for entrepreneurs, and specifically gym owners, uh, because I, I feel like gym owners, and, and I'm putting myself in that category. You know, we carry a lot of like stuff in our heads. Yep. And I, I think that one of the big questions I get a lot of is like, well, I don't really know what to focus on. I don't really know what to do next. And and I see it a lot too. When people actually get some time on their hands. So imagine you're a solo guy and you're doing all the sessions yourself, and then all of a sudden you hire, you get busy, you hire a couple part time trainers, maybe a full time trainer, and then you aren't showing up and working every hour. And that is when it gets the worst. You don't know what to do. And then you connect. Not doing anything with feeling useless, and I am speaking from very, very, very personal experience here. Um, and, and the reality is, uh, there's so many things that you could do. Right? There's always stuff to do. And the focus part of the mastermind, I really went and unpacked three things, and I really believe that there are three things that is going to... And I want to say four, but the fourth one is kind of big and I'm going to mention it but not get into it too much. All right. But the three things are having a clear, documented plan for where you want your business to be in 12 months. The second thing is you have five to seven quarterly goals, measurable quarterly goals that you are spending the next three to four months focusing on. And then you have a real-time scoreboard. A real-time scoreboard that's keeping score of your business along the way. And I believe those when you have those three things and you can commit to having a documented plan for where you want your business to look like in a year, you have decided what's most important right now, and when you can have a scoreboard that you're looking at on a weekly basis, um, then you will have much more clarity, and you'll be a much more focused gym owner, and in turn, you'll be less stressed out. So what is the best way to go about it? So let's start, and, and, and doing those in that
1: order is the most important thing, having the one year plan first, and then building everything else after that?
0: Yeah, because it's really hard to understand a scoreboard, right? The scoreboard is basically the metrics. And in order, if you don't know what you're trying to do, it's hard to uh, create
1: that, the, the scoreboard. All right, so how do you so, go, like, so, how do you go about, just walk me through the process of setting up a one-year plan. What's the best way to do it?
0: Yeah, so, so I mean, the first thing is, you gotta select, you know, the date. And, and a lot of times, like, you can decide on, and when I say 12 months, it doesn't necessarily have to be 12 months. Like, right now, it could signify the end of the year, right? So if you're listening to this and you want to just go through the end of the year and you don't want to have a 12-month plan that ends in January or July or whatever, sorry, that ends in July or August, um, you can do it. But just say in 12 months, you want to put a date of what the business looks like 12 months from uh, today. And the first thing is, is how much money do you want to make, Okay. So what is the revenue of the business in 12 months? So you have to look at you know what you did last year. You have to look at where do you want to be? What does success look like to you in terms of how much money you make overall? Then you also have to look at how much money do you want to keep, right? So what is the margins on that? What are the margins on if you make you know a million dollars, how much of that million do you want uh, to keep? And then you need some key measurements. Right, and some key measurables are essentially, um, you know, the biggest one I have my guys use, and I really just say keep one measurable, it's a really specific measurable, and that's how many clients you have, right? And how many how many members uh, do you have? Because for the gym industry, um, that's kind of what you need. And then the one-year plan is what are the essentially the goals. That you want your business to have. Like, so for example, in one year, do you want your business to have three full time trainers? In one year, do you want to have all your processes documented? In one year, do you want to have a marketing person, you know, working for you? And it's a basically, it's a very like structured list of what you want. And Thomas Plummer said this to me years ago, and he said, if you don't know what you want, no one can help you. And that is like, has pushed me so hard to always rethink: what am I doing here? What am I going for? What's the what's the vision of this? Is like, as an entrepreneur, like you're you, one of the most important jobs you have is to paint the picture of the future. It is to direct you yourself, direct your team uh, on on where you're going, right? And where you're going, and that's like you've heard the term visionary. You've heard the term. You know, like a Walt Disney, Steve Jobs. like These are all people that had a clear thing that they were trying to work towards. So I think that that's, that's a really important thing, that there's this overarching theme. And then, you know, I'm saying one-year plan today for focus. And I don't want to kind of throw too much info at you because this could be a loaded podcast. But the, the one-year plan, there is also a, a something beyond the one-year plan that you should have. And I, I call that the five year vision story, that I learned from Ari Weinzweig. But know that there's a bigger, more drawn out thing. But for right now, with where you are, if you're kind of confused and you're lacking clarity, just doc, just write down really quickly. It shouldn't take you that long. Where where do you want your business to be in 12 months? How how lofty
1: should people? Yeah, I think that's where sort of some, 'cause you hear some people give you advice of like. You have to have this big, what do they call it? Big, hairy, audacious goal, yeah. right? You, so, like, dream big and all this stuff. So, it's like, is there ever a time when, when you look at the one-year plan and you have and you sit down with the gym owner and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, like, how realistic, how do you go about kind of setting those goals without getting crazy and then making
0: unrealistic goals? I mean, the answer to that question is follow the SMART acronym, okay. right? And you ask yourself the question. So, all the things you put in your one-year plan... Right, you have to ask yourself: Is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it actionable? The R is what you're asking: Is it realistic? You're right, right. So you want it to be good. You want it to be something big that you you'd want. But also, you got to realize that there is, you know, uh, a, 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 and here's the thing: Everyone is different. Everyone, everyone's level of risk is different. Right. So my level of risk is different than yours. Your level of risk is different than the guys down the street. So. That's just—it's really a, a personal preference. But at the end of the day, you know, if you just opened your gym, you know, and you just you have five clients, and if, if one year from today you want to have twenty gyms across America, probably not physically possible to happen. Right. Right. So um, and I hate to say nothing's impossible, but the re- it, 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 it must be realistic. So you just got to really ask yourself, put put your goals through that smart acronym and. You know, I, I like the term. You know, if you shoot for the stars and you fall short, you'll hit the moon, right? Is that is that is that correct? Something like that. It's close. So, well, the moon, the stars are ahead of the moon, right?
1: Sure are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you shoot for the stars and land if, on the moon. Yeah, you might land on the moon. So it's like I I, I definitely like to set really, you know, um, I, I'm kind of in the middle there. I like to set good goals, solid goals. But I wouldn't say my goals are like crazy, crazy, crazy big. Okay. You know, I and that's just me. And that's what this. That's the other thing too is if one of the things about focus is you have to start learning about yourself. Like I, I realize like when I learn more about myself and take um, and take all these different tests. Like, I learned that I can't compare myself with the entrepreneur next to me that has a billion ideas that's all over the place. That, and I am more of a slower, more methodical. I take a little bit more time to make decisions. And in the beginning of my kind of career, I kind of would get angry at myself for being that way. I'm saying, oh, no, I'm an entrepreneur. I should be, you know, all over the place. <laughs> and, like, and in reality, I am just the, the biggest struggle will be the biggest struggle will be uh when you try and become someone that you're not like i do believe you should push yourself and extend yourself and have you you ever has that ever happened to you absolutely give me an an example of a time when you felt like you and it is the struggle where you get into the comparison game right you get into and i've been around some higher level entrepreneurs i have friends that are really good and that that are doing big big things And you can get into the comparison game of like, oh, why am I not doing that? Why haven't I accomplished that yet? Why is he opening up all these gyms and I haven't done that yet? And in reality, probably the best thing for me ever was not to open up more gyms because it, it shined the light on me focusing on opening up a new consulting business. And if I had opened up multiple gyms, maybe I wouldn't have been able to have the time, effort, and energy to put as much into FBU that I want. So it's kind of like... I, so I think it's a really important thing. I'm kind of going off on a little tangent here. But it's a really important thing to, to know yourself, to know your limits, to push your limits. And to wherever you're weak, try and make that stronger. But also know wherever you're, you're weak, you're strong somewhere else. And don't like kind of lose sight of that. So uh, that's kind of like my thing. But um, in terms of setting goals, I think you should set goals that you are not comfortable with, but not so uncomfortable that it's going to just, you're just going to set yourself up for failure. But
1: now you said, you said it's a one year plan. So the goals are just the first part of that, right? So how else, so how how do we start learning? Because I think a lot of times people will look at it and say, here's what I want to be, but then they have no idea how to get there. Right. So how do you, how do you go about actually setting up the
0: plan? So if you if you're gonna break up your year, so if you let's say we're doing this in January, right, and we say okay, we want we want to do accomplish this by the end of the year, 12 months. All right. Well, if we were to look at all those things that we want to accomplish, right, say it's we have a, full, a staff of three full-time trainers. Say it's we have X amount of members. Say it's we have you know created a new you know uh, smoothie bar or whatever. You know, I'm just flip on here. Um, the question you want to ask yourself because it's very hard to just think of this uh year as this really big thing that you want. And it's like how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. It's the same thing. So this is where the rocks come in. And the rocks come in where you're breaking the year down into smaller chunks, some through 90 days um, I, I, you know, we do it in 120 days because of ma- our masterminds are three meetings a year. But basically, in the next shorter term time period, 90 to 120 days, um, what needs to happen? What needs to get accomplished in order for me to start continue to work towards my one year plan? All right. So, 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 so let, me, let me let me give you
1: an example. Let's say I have 50 members right now, and I want to get to 150 in a year. Okay, so I, need, I want to grow hundred members. So so just break that down for me just for that example. Like how would you do that quarter by quarter?
0: Well well here's the thing that um, you could obviously just say in the first quarter you want to get like thirty new members. Okay. But right? But and the but on that is what well, when is a great time to get a lot of new members? January, February, right. March. So it be a when weird. is a bad time to get a lot of new members? In the summer. In the summertime. So you may wanna set your, your 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 rock up. To, or your' measurable up for that quarter to be a little higher in that time period okay we're getting into the nitty-gritty a little bit with that one but the reality is looking at and here's just another example uh, and this was a good one that came from the mastermind right and let's say um, let's just say uh, in you want to hire you know three front desk people by the end of the year you feel like you're gonna have enough business to build and you're gonna need some admin stuff important. So maybe in that first quarter, you hire one. Or maybe even you don't even hire one. Maybe the the rock, the main area of focus, is doing 20 interviews for that front desk person. Right, so what you're doing is you're taking all the things that you want in a year and you're breaking it down to what do I need to do in the next 90 to 120 days to move me towards those things that I want. And that way you're not looking at the, because here's the thing, so many people set one year goals and they write them down and then they never ever look at them again. Yep. That is like commonplace. And here's the thing, what's more commonplace is people don't even write them down. So if you do write them down, congratulations, but very few of you are probably writing down your goals and then revisiting what are the things that need to happen on a regular basis to meet those goals. And that is where the rocks come in. The rocks are things that you say, all right, this is what's what's most important in the next 90 to 120 days. And every week I'm going to sit down and I'm going to say, hey, how am I doing with this? And that is really the secret. That is the secret to focus because now we are taking a time period where we're saying, okay, I'm going to sit down for two hours, three hours, whatever. And we get it done in an hour at the mastermind. And in an hour, we're sitting down and saying, I go, what are the things, this is the question you ask yourself. If I was to do nothing else in the next 90 to 120 days except these five things, then I would have had a successful period of time. That's the question you ask yourself. So you have to go through this process of sitting down and really thinking about what it is. And then focus lies in staying committed to that. And so, give me give me some tips on how you stay committed to that. So the first thing is, and this we'll, we'll tie into this a little bit more um, when we get into, when I talk about the scoreboard. But I don't, I do not care if you are a a a, a one man show or you have a team of fifteen people. I do not care. Once per week once per week you need to block time on your calendar it is an appointment just like you have an appointment with your 6 a.m. client all right is an appointment and the blocking it on your calendar makes it now a thing that will get done so what you should be doing is sitting down at a specific time and a specific day of the week we do ours on Monday at 11 o'clock Yep. And we have not missed in many, 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 many years. Many years. And we sit down and we look at what are our rocks. What are our five to seven things in our company that we want to do. And if you're by yourself, you sit down with yourself and you be honest with yourself and you do it. And we look at that and then we label, we do two things. We either label it on track or off track. When it's on track, that means things were done in the last week, and we're moving towards that. So, if your goal is to, um, you know, is to interview, uh, is to interview twenty people for that admin job, and you're getting close to the end of the quarter, and you haven't interviewed anybody, well, you're way off track, way off track, and that should signify you. And that's where the focus comes in, because now you're deeming what's most important. And the focus part is actually sitting down and saying, hey, how am I doing with what I said was most important? So, so let me ask you this. From a clarity
1: standpoint, what about all the other stuff that has to happen? I think this is where, where entrepreneurs get in trouble. The guys that we talk to is like they get so caught up in the day-to-day where it's like these problems are flying at you every day. A client's complaining the bathroom is dirty, the hot water heater broke, you know, the shower's not working. So it's like what's more important? do you know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you, how do you go about prioritizing? I guess that's, that's my biggest question. Cause I think that's where everyone runs into problems. It's like every day stuff's going to come up.
0: Yeah. Right. And, and obviously there, there are, and there are certain things that cannot be avoided. So I won't lie there and say, well, well, you should ignore the girl that's got her leg broken in the middle of your gym. Right. Right. Like, obviously that's not possible. Right. Um, but aside from, you know, like big tragedies and and other things like that, because here's the thing, um, it, it, a lot of it is what you allow, right, if you allow yourself to get distracted, and you allow yourself to get sidetracked by all these things um, through poor time management, or through poor uh, placement of where you do work, and stuff like that, then it, it can become a problem, but it's a good lead-in to the third thing, and that's the scoreboard. All right. So, talking about the scoreboard, and, and the scoreboard is essentially. So, here's here's the way that um, most businesses look at their success. So, most businesses at, look at their success from a financial perspective using what's called a profit and loss statement. And a profit and loss statement is essentially uh, it shows how much money you made, and then it shows how much money you kept. Right? It's a it's a financial statement. So, y'all should be looking at one. But the problem with a profit and loss statement is it's something called a lagging indicator. And what that means is that that is comparable to a coach that's the coach of a basketball team. That's watching the replay of a game that happened two weeks ago and trying to make a change in the result of that game. And that's not possible, right? right? So you're telling me you can look into the future. Is that is that what, that's what you're saying to me? Totally. All right, so how do you do it? Well, so, so, but I, I just want to stress the importance of when you only look at profit, and then you should, I'm not saying not to look at profit and loss. You should. Um, okay. Um, you, you should be looking at profit and loss. But the scoreboard gives you what's called leading indicators another uh term you might have heard of these is probably key performance indicators yep. but these are the metrics that tell the story of your business in real time so the equivalent of this in basketball is the first quarter just ended and during the break on the on, after the first quarter the coach takes out the center and puts back in you know, all small forwards to cover the guys that are faster in the game. And that change makes them win the game because he saw what happened after the first quarter and he was able to make that adjustment. Well, that is the same thing what your scoreboard does. Your scoreboard tells you what's happening with your business in real time. And that's why this must be looked at once per week. Okay, to make sure that you're not losing sight and you're not just allowing and letting things happen. So what, so, so what are you looking at on a scoreboard? So on a scoreboard, there will be things like um, how many elite and, and, and there's different things for different categories. So the pipeline of, of, of growth is what we call leads, trials, contracts. right? And obviously a lead is you know, someone that responds to an ad, um, you got a trial as someone that's doing like some kind of a six-week challenge or a small uh, short-term membership or a jumpstart or whatever you want to call it and then the contract is did they actually commit to actually stay with your gym like those are the, the, the three kind of sales and marketing you know indicators and remember they're not money right they're not money it's like all right how many how many contracts do you want what's the goal for contracts what's the goal for um What's the goal for leads? So it's not like equivalent to a dollar sign. Knowing those numbers, if they're off, the goals for financially are gonna be off in the profit loss statement. So you can essentially track what's gonna happen with your business beforehand by looking at these leading indicators. So it's leads, it's trials, it's contracts, what's going on with retention? Or do you really want to look in the first week of the the first week of the year, you lose seven clients? Right, and then all of a sudden, the second week you lose seven more, and all of a sudden, if you're looking at the end of the month, oh man, we lost 21 clients, and it's the first time you're like starting to think about what you should possibly do versus that first, you know, client that f- files their termination. fee I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Right. So it allows you to run your business not from your heels, but being proactive to figure it out. Now, really, the real answer to your question is. What should you focus on? Well, I believe, you know, and this is the experience that we've had, um, the most important in real time are the numbers and your scoreboard, right? Are the leading indicators of that those things are off, everything else is going to be off. And after those, after you focus on those, then the priority shifts towards what are your main goals. And then the priority shifts for what are all the bullshit that's going on in your facility. So if you could follow that, that is kind of the, um, the, the model that we take in terms of staying focused. Now, do you see most of the gym owners that you're working with, do you see these guys and girls
1: having these numbers readily available? As far as like, if you, if you called someone right now and said, how many leads, how many trials, is that something that's, that's common to be tracked? Or is it important? Well, how-
0: I, I will say this, not when they before they came. Right, But this is one of the things that and, and you've probably heard me talk about this before I've talked about all of these things before on this podcast And one of the things you're going to start hearing me do Is repeat more things And my purpose on that is Most of the time that you guys listen to this podcast You don't need to learn new stuff Most of the time you just need to be reminded what's most important And that's why I will talk about the scoreboard I believe the scoreboard is like water to, your, to a body if you're running a business without a scoreboard, it's like so we're right now we're driving in traffic. Right now? Yep. So we're we're driving on uh 995 up to the Perform Better Conference. So I'm looking in front of me at a dashboard. It's showing right now I'm in traffic, but I'm only going twenty-five miles an hour. But I can see how much gas I have, I can see my average miles per gallon. I can look at the oil. I can look at how many miles I've gone. I have all this information right in front of me. If we had none of that if I didn't see any of that stuff, how certain would we be that we are going to go get to Providence, Rhode Island safely? I mean, I'm not. You're not a great driver, so I'm not very confident to begin with. No. Without that stuff, there's a,
1: there's a Boston market. Yeah, I love We should. Know, we should, yeah. we should stop and get some mashed potatoes. <laughs> um, but so, so, so. I mean, we call Boston chicken, right? Right. So the most actionable thing that someone can do, if someone's listening to this, before they do anything else, they got to do the scoreboards where start everybody. If they don't have those numbers, if they can't, if that's not
0: stuff. Sort of, that's that's where you're, that's where you're kind of starting everybody off. Yeah, you gotta, you got. It's like water to the business. You gotta have that, but you really you do need the plan because there is some knowledge that you need this. The scoreboard has two parts to it, right? The scoreboard is all about, and we should probably do a video on of all this. How you break it down? Yeah, but the scoreboard is essentially there's two numbers in the score you're looking at. It is what is your goal. So if you have a a lead goal per week, how many leads do you want to get per week? That should be a set goal, right? But then the second number is what is the actual? How many did you get? Right, how many did you actually get? And then you have to look at, all right, what was the goal? The goal was 10 and the actual was five. Well, there you go. There's where you focus. Because I will tell you that, if that is off, everything else will be off. You don't need to focus on anything else because that is what's off in your business at that point right now.
1: No, I mean, it made sense. And I think that's where, I mean, that's where you can get a lot of the clarity is by just by knowing those numbers. And I, like you said, most people don't have them before they tell them, right? That's that's
0: the place to start. I, I really do believe, um, and, and I'm not saying that, that there are some times where I don't get unfocused or distracted. I, that's, that That couldn't be further from the truth. But one thing I do know is when I do go that way, I can always revisit these things. I can always say, okay, I have it documented and we have everything. We use a specific software that we keep everything in. So we can, boom, in one click of a button, pull up our one-year plan and look look at it. We can look at our rocks and we can look at everything we need to do. Our scoreboard is all there. It's all there in one, one thing. Um, and if that stuff is not documented or written down somewhere, um, then, then you're always kind of flying around with what's in your head, and and you're never going to get focused when, when when everything's in your head. And I'll, I, I and maybe the most important thing that that I could say is 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 block on your calendar a day to sit down and and look at the progress of your rocks and look at the progress of your scoreboard on a weekly basis. If there's nothing else you get, if you take away from this podcast to block every Monday at noon on your calendar and I'm not saying it has to be Monday at noon it's just an example and and you look at that and you start to make you're like how do you create what you should do that week right well sometimes people just do what they want right well what is the business telling you it needs and that's what that's what this thing does so taking that 12 o'clock time put it on your calendar scoreboard review rock review um and, and, and do it by yourself do it with your wife do it with your husband whatever whatever you know um, whoever is in your life whoever you want to do it with share it with them uh, if you have some team members you can do it with them but um, the, the reality is making that a consistent session a consistent routine it doesn't have to be much longer than 30 minutes if all you're doing is scoreboard and rocks um, it, it will make a world of difference a world of difference and your clarity and focus on what you're working towards. That's awesome stuff,
1: man. So we're still driving a little bit of traffic here. Anything else? Anything else? Well, we're still 97 miles away. 97 miles away, Jeez. man. We got some time. We might be able to record another podcast. I think I think you landed up playing perfectly right there. So so if anybody listened to this, wants some help setting that up, how do you go about doing it's it? It's a
0: beefy – it's not – here's the thing. I, I feel like I just confused the hell out of everybody. No. But – I, I I can't stry, and I'm probably going to do another podcast about this and maybe another video. Um, I I just like it, it's been on my mind lately. Well, well the, the well actually let me let me end it like this because I kind of glazed over it. Remember, I talked in the very beginning of this episode. I talked about how they got the knowledge bomb dropped on at the mastermind. Yep. Right. We went through the story brand, went through the mindset no, guy, went through the joint venture stuff, and all of a sudden their eyes are glassed over. And I came in like this knight in shining armor and saying, okay, you know, forget all that stuff for right now. This is what you need to have in order to get your clarity and focus back. And we documented our one-year plans. We documented the rocks right then and there. And they wrote them down and they said to me which ones they were going to do. And I would say, yeah, that's not really a good one or that. I would probably go in this direction. I helped them coach them through it. And, you know, they all, the third part was they all committed to when they were going to evaluate the scoreboard. What diet I gave them, what day of the week, what time, and with whom are you going to look at your scoreboard? And I, I can tell that after that hour long session, the clarity just came right back to them because now they weren't thinking of, I have to act on everything I just learned. Now they're saying, okay, here's my plan. Some of my plan incorporates what I just learned. Some of it doesn't. Okay. But this is what I am set as most important for my business in the next 90 to 120 days. And now I'm going to go tackle it. So that is kind of how it ended. And, And I remember, um, I did not do this at our last meeting in Orlando. I did not do this. And I remember Aaron came to me and one of our, um, mastermind members, uh, from Canada, who's an outstanding gym owner. And she says, the information was amazing. And this time, I felt so much clearer leaving the meeting because we went through that period of one-year plan, rocks, making sure scoreboard is set.
1: There you have it. The clarity is there.
0: Anything else? No, it's your turn to take over, Tom. I'm talked out. I'm driving and talking. What are you doing over there? I'm just just enjoying the ride, man. (laughs) Guys, thanks for listening.
1: That's it. Thanks for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed it. Do me a favor and click subscribe, and if you can, leave a review. Whatever you think about us, let us know. We want to make this show better, but by by subscribing to the podcast, you get updated every time a new show comes out, and by leaving a review, you help us make this show better. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.